a try. Long ball again, centre field, Munster. DCE out the back, here's that spread again. Walsh, extra number, extra number. Holmes, man on the outside, scores Selwyn Cobbo. Too easy, dumb football, New South Wales. And Queensland makes them pay. Well, let's play on, Abby Corusau. Comes out of Grant, centre field, goes out of DCE, out the back. Quick hand, beautiful pass from Walsh. Cobbo's going, Tedesco, got there. he got there. He was hit by two defenders. But Big Selwyn Cobbo was too big, too strong, gets a double, and the try assist comes, and it couldn't have been any better if it was Billy Slater himself well. from the new number one, Reese Walsh. This is Cleary. There's the kick. There's Trebojevic. Comes down. They've got a shift. Luoy shifts out the Crichton scores. The little kick into the pocket has been done by New South Wales all night. Now they get it right. Tap back to Luai. He shows enormous poise to throw the dummy and bring it in again and then releases to Crichton. And Crichton, who has threatened all night, gets across to score the try. Here's Munster. Now he releases. Down the sideline. The hammer. Full of speed. Munster on the inside. Hammer doesn't need him. Hammer doesn't need him. He swerves around James Tedesco. Forget about Finns up tonight. It's the Maroons up tonight. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Captain's Run. The great Cam Smith, he'll join us soon. He'll join us soon. But until then, you're going to have to deal with me talking absolute dribble about Origin. You could have had one of the greatest of all time. Instead, you've got a guy that never played Origin to talk about it. Uh, but he'll be here with us soon, so don't worry. Don't worry. I mean, huge news this week. Before we get to Origin, Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt confirming that he wants a release from the Dragons. There's so many parts of this that are shocking. I mean, the fact that he obviously asked for the release, that it's gotten out before a game to decider in Suncorp. But even the almost... I guess the guts for Ben Hunt to confirm to the journalists, yes, I have asked for a release. I mean, how often have we seen in the past with releases and contract negotiations and unrest at clubs? It's all very vague. It's all very, oh, he said, she said, reportedly. No, Benny Hunt has come out and been quite firm on his stance in regards to uh, moving on from the club. My personal thoughts are extremely torn, extremely torn. You know, if he had assigned a contract maybe four or five years ago and he was at the you know the fourth year I would be like yeah look the Dragons admin they haven't been great they really haven't been great over the last six months but I think the sticking point for me that makes it tough and where I can understand where Dragons fans are coming from is the fact that Benny Hunt signed in October of last year and this was a period where Anthony Griffin was already under pressure so the sacking of him you know it he would have known it could come soon but since signing, you have to really look at what's happened. You've got basically the presentation where he was one of only three players to rock up. Then there was reports that this year, I think it was this year, in his 300th game, the CEO and board members didn't even rock up to the dinner of his 300th game. Then we talk about Anthony Griffin, the sacking, how it was all handled. Players basically rocking up in the middle of training. And then whilst they're all there, Anthony Griffin's getting sacked upstairs and I think it's Murdoch, uh, Murdoch Masilla had to get, you know, peppered with questions by the press. And he'd only found out two seconds earlier that his coach had been sacked. And so the whole handling of that, and then you could even argue the handling of publicly coming out and saying Anthony Griffin has to reapply for his job. 
all of that was handled incorrectly. Regardless of whether you thought Anthony Griffin was a guy for the job or not, I think we can all say it, it was pretty poorly poorly handled for Anthony Griffin. Uh, even dignity-wise, I think it was tough having Griffin to walk out in front of all the media and pack his bags and drive out. I just There are so many other ways to handle it to save everyone's dignity and show a bit of respect that I think that was poorly handled. Then obviously you've got their performances on field. Um, it, it just seems that I can understand why uh, by Dragons fans are frustrated. I totally can. I get it. I really do. You know, I am not of the mind that Ben Hunt came from the Broncos and has been playing like this since day dot. I think we can all agree there was a year or two where he really struggled and the Dragons stu- stood by him. And you could also make the argument he got Anthony Griffin to the club. He got a lot of his former Broncos players to the club, uh, Andrew McCulloch, uh, Josh McGuire. Uh, and so even Jack Bird, I think, came from the Broncos. I don't think Jack Bird and Ben Hunt had played together at Broncos. So the club has in the past done, you know, I guess returned the favor to Benny Hunt. But at the same time, if you if you've got a position where you've got a couple years left in your career, they're not even rocking up to your three hundredth game dinner. Like that that's gotta feel pretty that's gotta hurt. Honestly, I know, you know, he's a professional athlete and we like to just pretend that these blokes aren't human beings, but your three hundredth game and no one turns up from the the CEO, that's gotta sting for a club that regardless of whether you're angry at Benny Hunter's left or that you're, you know, not angry. You have to admit, every time he steps on the field, he gives absolutely everything he has. And so now the Dragons find themselves in a really peculiar position because how can you possibly keep your captain who has publicly said, I want out. I want out so much that I'm willing to pay for it. I, I actually think this put this the Dragons in actually a, almost a win-win situation because there was already questions as to, look, if Benny Hunt doesn't want to play nine. We've got Sullivan, Amon, and Little. At some point, we have to give Sullivan and Amon a crack. Otherwise, we're going to lose one of them. And at the moment, with sevens being a premium and really hard to get on board, you can't really afford to lose Sullivan or Amon because you you may get, let's say Ben Hunt and this team sticks together. They've proven, unfortunately, at the moment, the current makeup can't make the eight. And so you can go, all right, let's not make the eight and keep Ben Hunt for the next two years. Or let's look at a way to amicably, you know, amicably part ways, and then we get Sullivan and Amon and Little as much game as game time as possible. Yeah, okay, we might finish fourteenth instead of twelfth. I mean, it does that really? Is that really any worse? Like, if you finish twelfth or fourteenth, is anyone sitting here saying, "Oh, you know, what a great season"? I don't think so. At least when you finished fourteenth, you can say we've got these really young, high quality Sloan, Amon, Sullivan with plenty of first-grade games under their belt. And so on top of all of that, the public image of the Dragons, they can say to the public, if if the public get frustrated that they're willing to let Ben Hunt go, they can say, guys, we we tried to keep Benny. We wanted to keep him. He he wanted to go. So from a Dragons perspective, they kind of cover themselves on all fronts. Now, the other option is you force Benny to stay and you've got a disgruntled guy that, you know, How's he going to play good footy when he's disgruntled, he doesn't want to be there? And unfortunately, that side without Ben Hunt, and I mean, they're going to get beaten substantially. So not only are you not giving uh, Sullivan and Amon Sloan little game time together, you're getting towel up, well, not towel up, but you're getting beaten every weekend because the, the main guy, your captain, is he doesn't want to be there. So again, I just think that there probably were better ways to handle this. 
I, I want to make it clear though. I get it. I get it as a fan. You're going, hang on a sec. We pay you a lot of money. Yes, maybe our admin isn't the best, but what about all the years we stuck by you? I, I get that. And I think honestly, if I'm being honest in a perfect world, I would love for Benny Hunt to see out his contract at the Dragons or at the very least come to an agreement with the Dragons where, guys, this is done. This is untenable. We can't move forward. So what I'll do is I'll give you, I don't know, we'll play the season out, give you plenty of time to go on the recruitment mark, go into the market. You've got a massive war chest to bring someone across. And also on top of that, that's when you can give a moan and Sullivan more game time, give him the rest of the year as starting halves and maybe Benny plays nine and that's part of the agreement. And you go, okay, we'll see how Benny goes at nine. We'll see how Sullivan and, and Amon go. If Sullivan and Amon go great, then we don't need to recruit another seven or a six or a one. We need to recruit more forwards, a strike outside back. I, I just think that at the moment you're setting yourself up for, you don't win. You just can't win. Um, now, look, if they were sitting fourth and Benny Hunt was leading them to top four footy, that's a different story. But unfortunately, it looks like they're not going to make the eight. So I uh, would love to get your thoughts on, on Benny Hunt, guys. 0457 736 736. Also, a bit of breaking news. I think Avarillo has signed with the Dolphins. And is that effective immediately? <clears throat> That's for next year. I mean, look, Avarillo is such an interesting case. I think that, okay, is he your tip top center or outside back in the comp? No, I, I wouldn't say that. Is he a battler that can play a lot of positions and, you know, under the right coaching could do really well? Uh, yeah, I think he could. And if there's any coach that could bring out the best in a player like Avarillo, it's Wayne Bennett. He is the guy. So I love the signing. I think it's, you know, a really uh, a Wayne Bennett kind of signing. Getting a guy that has shown glimpses of real good footy and then bring – look, I mean, Jeremy Marshall King's a perfect example. Now, he was already probably playing better footy heading into the signing. But look what the level Jeremy Marshall King has gone to. And before he signed with the Dolphins, he was a – he wasn't even considered a, a, a marquee signing. And yet, form-wise, at least for the first half of the season, form-wise only, not career, form-wise, you'd say he's a top five nine in the game. Now, at the Dogs, if you said he was a top five nine in the game, you'd get laughed out of a room, even though he was playing great footy. Uh, so Wayne Bennett can get the best out of nearly any player. Uh, but yeah, give us a text. We've got a uh, text here. Kempi, the way I see it, a club can shop a player around under contract or sack players then why can't players do the same if they want out? Surely a club doesn't want players that don't want to be there. Yeah, it's a great point. And I, I spoke about this on my Monday podcast. The, the fact that, you know, only a few weeks ago, Anthony Griffin was sacked. He was sacked. And on top of that, Kerr just got released. And so when a player isn't performing or, you know, they feel that he has no future at the club, they go to the player and they say, look, we want you to go look elsewhere. Uh, and then if the player says, no, I want to stay, then more pressure mounts up. And this is almost the complete flip where a player is saying, I don't feel the club's uh, performing to the best of their abilities. I want out. And so you're right. It, it is a, it, it's almost like the shoe was on the other foot, really, where a player is playing too well for the club in a, in, to a degree. So it's a really... It's such a gray area that I don't think anyone has the right answer to this. If if Dragons were run like a really well club, really well run club, it might be a bit tougher to get the right answer. But unfortunately, there's been evidence over the last six months they you know they've really struggled. Now we're going to head to a break. Make sure text in 0457-736-736. The great Cam Smith will be joining us soon, so don't worry, you won't have to listen to this absolute dribble for much longer. Uh, but we'll see you on the other side.
What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Captain's Run. We are here for Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Make sure to subscribe to Captain's Run, Apple, Spotify, or where all good podcasts are downloaded. Give us a text, 0457 736 736, and make sure you're giving us a follow at SEN League on Instagram and TikTok. We've got the great Smithers on the line. You there, mate? Kempi, how are we, mate? I'm in camp with the Maroons. Um, beautiful day up here in Brisbane. The the sun's out. Um, seen a few of the Queenslanders walking around um, through the streets this morning. Everyone's covered in maroon. They got their they got their flags out. They got their beanies on. They're looking forward to this one tonight, mate. Game two of Origin. How good is it? Oh, mate. I mean, I am so excited because, like. From a purely neutral's perspective, like purely neutral, even though I'm Queenslander, but let, let's say some bizarre, well, not bizarre, but let's say a world where New South Wales wins. I mean, we still get game three. But if Queensland wins a Queenslander, you're like, sealed the series. So it's, from a footy fan's perspective, it's a win-win situation. It is unbelievable how, I mean, I just feel like Origin, I mean, you would know, Smitty, you've been up, what, 20 years, whatever. Is Origin getting bigger and bigger each year? Can you feel it? Yeah, it seems that way mate doesn't it it seems that way like as as each year goes on as each game goes by um it just seems to grow um the storylines grow the drama grows um the attention on each game grows um and you know when the teams are producing matches like they did in game one in adelaide with you know a fantastic finish by queensland you can understand why there's so much interest in this game so um it's just it, it's unbelievable the, the magnitude of a state of origin. Um, and particularly, you get a good reminder when um, the game's on in Brisbane in particular, I believe. Um, yeah, the fans just get behind it. The boys certainly feel that. They, you know, they feel the passion of of the Queensland supporters. Um, you know, having a training session on the Gold Coast in camp, um, you know, just only a few, day, few days ago on Saturday, there was nearly a 1,000 people at their training session. Wow. Just turning up, watching them play. So you know, it's pretty impressive, and just a, it's just a timely reminder for the team about you know the people that they are representing, what what this team actually means to them, um, you know. And as you said, mate, like from a footballing uh, football fan point of view, um, there's, there's going to be so much interest from down south as well. You know, all the New South Wales Blues fans, they're they're keen to see how their team's going to respond in mm-hmm. game two. Huge challenge in front of them playing the Maroons on their home turf, um, you know, trying to come back from that 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 defeating game one in, in Adelaide and trying to keep the series alive for their state, you know, to t- try to take it to a decider in Sydney in front of their own fans. So, so many storylines that can come out of tonight, of course. Um, you know, there's so much drama and uh, oh, you, you feel you get a little bit caught up in it and you just got to remind yourself, just, just relax. There's still, you know, there's still... It's just under eight hours away, so still plenty of time to you know um, before kick off. And but it's, you know this time of year, it's really hard to contain the excitement. Now Maroons update. Thanks to the Auto Masters Auto Cam videos at all thirteen service centres. Uh, how's camp been, mate? How's camp been in the Queensland camp? Yeah, it's been good. Um, yeah, very um, smooth sailing. Which at times, I think I may have mentioned this. You know, quite a similar comment. Uh, game one, mate, when we're getting ready for that Adelaide match that at times, you know, you sort of, you get a little bit, I'm well, not nervous, but 
a bit apprehensive about you know the, how good the week has been <laughs> at times and you're thinking when when's um when when's something going to happen you know negative towards our preparation you know someone going to hurt themselves or someone going to get crook you know something going to happen but no it's been been smooth sailing all the way through um the team has, has trained really well again um you know and, and a few new faces uh for this one um but you know, guys that have been involved in this team before, Xavier Coates, Jeremiah Nenai, and Big Mo Fodawaka, they've all they've all represented Queensland before. They've all played State of Origin. So they know what it's about, which was great. They, they just went straight back into, you know, their preparation mode for, for Queensland. Um, they understand what the expectation was on them from Billy. And, uh, you know, they've, they've been great, mate. It, I think it's, it's exciting that those players now, um, you know, get another opportunity to, to wear the maroon jersey, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they could do out there tonight. And uh, Benny Hunt, I mean, he's been all over the papers, all over the news, and it's quite it's quite big news. It's not, uh, I guess, manufactured hype or anything. Like, this is a big deal yeah. in rugby league. How's he dealt with this? Kempe, he's been really good, mate, eh? Like, um, you know, like, we're not talking about a, a rookie player here. We're talking about a guy that's played um, a lot of ball. He's been around the game for a long time, so he's a... He's a seasoned campaigner. Um, until you know, we've seen some headlines in the media. The you know, the players and and the coaching staff certainly um, didn't really know anything about it. So, look, if 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 the, it's been a distraction to Ben, he certainly hasn't showed that. Um, and you know, for a guy like that, like he's got a young family, there's always things going on in your life away from football. And he's, um, as I said, you know, being a, a seasoned campaigner he, he knows how to deal with those things away from the game his sole focus focus has, has been on his preparation for this game um you know which is which is exactly what we need from him he's a leader in this footy side so at no stage has he has he shown that his focus or his or his mind has been elsewhere it's been on this footy team and been on his teammates and um i can i, I can understand you know it being a huge story though because you know, we talk about, you know, the St. George Illawarra Dragons and, you know, they've been around, they've been in the game for a long, long time. Um, they've got supporters right up and down the eastern seaboard and, you know, they're interested to see what's going to happen with their, their best player, their captain, um, a guy that um, is really important to their footy club and their, their chances to play in the big games. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to uh, Benny Hunt after the break. We'll get all the breakdown on our thoughts on it. Now, new players in the squad, Nanai. Uh, he's one I'm really interested mm-hmm. because he's played one game since returning. And and my personal opinion, I think he's been relatively quiet this year until he came back. And he came back, yeah. you know, guns are blazing. Uh, how's he been in mm-hmm. camp? No, really good, mate. He's... Um... Look, he, he's been really impressive. He's one of the guys that I've sort of sat back and been really impressed with considering you know the start of his season you just mentioned um you know how he was relatively quiet by his own standards and i agree with you mate he you know he certainly hadn't played in those early rounds the way he finished last year um you know but he he was involved with that entire campaign last year and he was one of the more impressive guys he's still only a young man eh? like he's like he's only 20 years 21 so he's still learning he's still learning about the game and um, he's doing some wonderful things. Look, I'm he, he's one of the guys I'm really excited for tonight. Um, you know, with with the opportunity that's that's in front of him. Um, there was probably a point there where you know, given the start of his season, with he had a couple of suspensions, 
where it sort of wasn't looking likely that he that he'd get an opportunity to represent Queensland in 2023, but he was challenged by you know by the coach by Billy to you know go away and, and work work on his on his game when he when he spent that time away during that suspension. And as you mentioned just before, Kempi, like you've seen the change, hey, when he came back and played against the Storm, like he he was he looked dynamic, he looked like he was playing with a lot of energy, and that's that's what gave him a chance back in this footy side. So what he did against Melbourne is what we know Jeremiah and I can bring to this footy side, and he just he needs to produce that tonight, mate. Now, Auto Masters Auto Cam video reports on your car service and repairs at all thirteen service centres. Coming up next, we will do a deep dive into Benny Hunt's big drama. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse, heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings. Now, the Ben Hunt drama. I've given my thoughts, so I'm just going to hand it straight over to the great Cam Smith. What are your thoughts on the whole scenario? <laughs> oh, well, my big news, eh? And, and it sort of it was bumbling away um, ever since Anthony Griffin was... Uh, Showing the door at the Dragons and and understanding the relationship that that he and Ben Hunt shared, you know, for a long, long time. He, they knew each other for you know the best part of the last you know what, you know, ten or twelve years. Um, so you know, I think there was a little bit of um, anger, frustration from from Ben Hunt's point of view. Um, the thing the thing that I think about Kempi and I just I I go back to when I was playing. If any, if at any stage a player would have approached, you know, team management and said, "Look, I, I want to release. I, I don't want to be here," then I wouldn't particularly want that player staying. I, th- I think that just that just puts into question, like, what what sort of commitment does he has to does he have to our organisation, to our team, and what sort of commitment does he have to to us as his teammates? Um, it's not a personal thing, you know. You don't sort of turn around and dislike the guy for his decision, but you know, it's a it's a personal decision that he's made. Um, it's a it's a professional decision that he no longer wants to be there. So I don't know why you'd you'd force a guy to stay somewhere that he doesn't want to be because you're not going to get the best out of him, mm. and it's only gonna it's only gonna hurt your chances as a team. That that's the way I see it. I don't. Is that is that the way you viewed as well? Also, well, yeah, for sure. I, I think that to take aside, you know, your feelings about asking for releases. At the end of the day, the club is in this position. It's their job to get the best out of it, uh, rather yeah. than force a guy to stay and then as if he's going to play good footy, like as if anyone's going to play good footy. Yeah, and and mate, like you, you think of it this way, right? So, if Ben Hunt wasn't, he, he's he's by far their best player, right? Mm. And if he wasn't playing the football that he's playing at the moment, would would it would it be such a drama? Mm. Like, th- did they not just grant a release to one of their other players? Yeah, Kerr. Yep. <laughs> like, he, he, like, there's an immediate release to go to the Dolphins. Um, you know, no questions asked. It's just like, yeah, no worries, mate. You can go. You you want a release? Yeah, no dramas. But now, because it's Ben Hunt, and everyone knows. But, you know, he's, he's their best player. And, and I acknowledge that. I acknowledge he is their best player. And, you know, you never want to see your, your best players leaving the club. And he's getting paid, you know, reportedly a significant amount of money. But at the end of the day, no matter how, how good a player he is, 
if he doesn't want to be there, I just can't see him producing his best football. If he's unhappy and wants no part of the organisation anymore, why have someone there that doesn't want to be there? Give let let the bloke go. Get someone in that wants to represent your club, mate. Oh, I agree, and and I, and do it in a way where I, that's that's where I feel like the the dragons admin. And look, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but sometimes. You know, obviously, my experience running bloke. I know this is it's much smaller than the dragons, but like sometimes when things happen, you got to take a step back and go, "All right, a bad situation has arisen. How do we get the mm. best out of that bad situation?" It can happen on a footy field. It can happen anywhere. And I just think that sometimes yeah. it looks like the dragons admin aren't really proactive in that sense. They don't really seem to mm. take a bad situation and go, "All right, this exists. Let's get the best." Like for example, Anthony Griffin sacking. That could have been handled yep. so much better, it, but it was mm. handled terribly, un- like really badly. Yeah. Well, it started, remember early in the year, mate, we were talking on our show about how like they announced that they were taking or they were interviewing coaches this year and that Anthony Griffin had to re-interview for his job. And, you know, we, we spoke about, you know, was that the right decision? Was that the right thing to announce publicly that that was happening while a guy is there trying to do his job the best he can as a coach? Um, yeah, it's just been a few funny things that have happened along the way, and you know, I don't, I don't think it's helped either. So when Ben Hunt just celebrated a significant milestone, you know, I th- there was a, it's reported that what there was a dinner on and no one from administration bothered to turn up. Um. So that, that probably that probably got under his shirt a little bit and, and and annoyed him and just thought, well, you know, there's no one really here that, that cares too much about me and what I'm doing, so might be time to move on. Yeah, oh, mate, it's it's and imagine if a player came out and said uh, publicly, oh, they're going to have to re re applied to re sign <laughs> me. You know what I mean? Yeah. The club would be filthy. The club would be filthy. Yeah. Like, how dare you say that publicly? Um, yeah, and that's what they did with Anthony Griffin. And I, I, again, I, I, if I'm being honest, I personally think that yeah, it was time for Anthony Griffin. Unfortunately, um, but mm. a bad situation has arisen, and it was handled poorly. Uh, now mm. let's talk about where he may end up. What What are your mm. hunches, Smithy? Well, if you look at the teams, well, there's there's a few teams in the competition that would. Um, would benefit from having someone like a Ben Hunt on their side, an experienced half, still playing, you know, at the top of his game, um, and got some quality seasons still left in him. Um, but you know, some of the locations that have been tossed up, you know, sort of Titans. If you look at the Titans, um, they, they've just recently signed Kieran Foran, of course. Jaden Campbell just re-signed for a further two years. Um, AJ Brimson is there, of course fullback can play in the halves as well and Tanner Boyd who's been well he's been in the halves for the last you know for well all of this year and the back half of last year and, and doing a fantastic job so mm. they're sort of they're 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 well covered for halves at the moment the Titans the Bulldogs I don't know whether that would be a club um, that Ben would lo- want to go to at the moment um, the Raiders Mm, similar situation as well. The Tigers also. The Broncos is an interest, interesting one. Oh yeah. Um, you know, sort of, it's been floated that he may go up and play dummy half, but oh. 
I don't know. Just just knowing just mate, just knowing Benny. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't particularly think he wants to finish his career playing in the middle of the field. <laughs> oh, Bruce, up every week. Dozer, come on, mate. Uh, every week. Redemption, Dozer. Redemption, mate. Premiership, it's all beautiful. It's already written in the stars, mate. You come back and win a premiership with the Broncos. Yeah. Oh, mate, he, he's, um, he's, created a, um, he's created a monster for himself Like because he plays so well at nine you know, for Queensland. Everyone's now looking like, mate, come and play nine for us. I don't think you particularly want to do that. But... um. What a story that would be if you returned to the Broncos. Oh, mate. And they, and they went on and they went on and won a grand final, Kempi. Mate, one of the great rugby league stories. What about now, another look, it gets tossed up every time, every time. And I feel like Tom hasn't put it in the notes here because he doesn't want us to give it to him. But he's been <laughs> itching, itching for me to say this. The Sydney Roosters. What do you reckon? Well, yeah, I don't know. Well, they've, they've obviously, you know, clearly they've had big issues, particularly with their attack this year. Um, yeah, I think their their whole game has, has suffered in in a lot of ways. But they've just struggled to get their football on this year with um, in, in attack. Sam Walker was dropped. Um, we're going back close to It's nearly 10 weeks now, I think, yeah. since Sam Walker was dropped. He, he may have returned to the field um, maybe a couple of weeks ago if he if he hadn't have had this knee injury that he's carrying at the moment. But um, oh, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe that could happen. We've seen stranger things happen than someone of Ben's calibre end up at the Roosters, haven't we? We have. Tom honestly nearly fell off his chair when you said that. He is excited. <laughs> he is getting excited, mate. He honestly just might need relax, to leave. Tom. Relax, relax, mate. Relax, Tommy. He's coming back to Brisbane. He wants to play nine. He's going to sacrifice for his local club that he grew up in. Gave him a chance. Um, text in 0457 736 736 and let us know what your thoughts are on the Hunt situation. We've got a text here. It seems passionate. You boys are kidding. Hunt knew about what was happening at the club. He should have not extend the contract. He should just tell the truth and say he wants to go home, and I'm a long, long-time Dragon supporter. Um, uh, he has done no favours for himself. Or was there a contract on the table from a certain club, the Roosters? Uh, that's Steve from Norellan. Look, as I said earlier, I can understand Dragons fans being frustrated. Absolutely. Um, yep. Like this, yep. I, I think, as I said earlier, if he, if this is like the fourth year of a five-year contract he signed, then I could be like, look, things can change so much in four years. But I, I do understand the frustration of he did re-sign in October. Like, that's not that long ago. No, exactly, mate. I, I think that's where the fans are, um, you know, quite annoyed with it. it it's only a recent decision that was made, um, you know, to, to stay on at the club and extend. Um, but you know, things change. Things change. It, it's not a it's not a new thing in our sport that players have asked asked for releases. Um, and I just, mate, I, I go back to the point before about like if he was playing poorly, if he was playing busted and just not producing would there be issues i don't think so yeah. so i think that's that's part of the frustration too is one he only just recently recommitted to the club and he's been by far their best player um and it would hurt to see him leave and go and play for an opposition team I, I completely get that but at the end of the day if if it's got to a point where a particular player 
just does not want to be a part of an organisation. I, I don't know. I don't know how long that situation can can stay that way without 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 an agreement. Um, you know, with with both parties coming to terms that the best best decision would be to move on. Yeah, I, I mean, look, you got all you got to look is the Kerr situation. No one's blowing up that Kerr got a release. You know, <laughs> that's what I mean, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I made that point before. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, he's he's not a mainstay of that that footy side, and he doesn't particularly have the influence on on the performances as a Ben Hunt. So there's no issue. You know, no, there's been the only news you heard about um, the Kerr situation was that he was given a media release. He's going to play for the Dolphins. Mm. Everyone moved on. Yeah, and so some people are saying Hunt has two years left. Kerr didn't have a contract next year. I mean, it's a release is a release. Also, I think wasn't Mary McGregor yeah. wasn't he sacked a year or two before his time was up? Yep. So look, yep. no one's innocent in this. You know, clubs do it, players do it. And to say that you know the clubs are, are just purely innocent, they've never tapped a guy on the shoulder or sacked a coach. Like, yeah, I think that's uh, <laughs> yeah. It's anyway. Uh, We've got plenty of texts here, so we'll get to them. Don't worry. We've plenty of passionate texts about the Dragon situation, and we'll get to them. Uh, and as we said, we can understand the fans' frustration. Absolutely. There's no no one sitting here saying that you're crazy to be frustrated. There's no denying that at yeah. all. So we'll get to those texts. But after the break, we've got plenty of talk about, including best hands, thanks to Schnitz. Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz, the best hands in the schnitzel business. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Thanks to the SEN app. Download it today for free in the App Store and listen anywhere, anytime. And on SEN, we have the best talent in the country. Matty Johns, Smithy, uh, Greg Alexander, Vossi, Fletch. I mean, it just does not stop. So download the SEN app for the best rugby league content in the country. But Smithers, what was your best hands? Thanks to Schnitz. Best hands. Thanks to Schnitties Kempi. Uh, one point this week, it went to Makahesi Makatoa um, for his catch. Um, oh, sorry, catching Mike Acebo's chip kick um, to score against the Seagulls. What a, I wonder what that um, car ride would have been like going home with Jakey and, and Brad. Oh, wow. Arthur, what do you reckon? Uh, look, the, there would have been a, a slight <laughs> smirk on the father's face <laughs> saying, son, you're still, you're still the, the little dog. I'm still the big dog. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man, it's just oh, it's priceless, priceless. Anyway, Jakey, you'll bounce back, um, big boy. He'll play well. Uh, two points, Joey Manu um, for his dummy. Uh, Satili Tupanil to score against uh, the Knights. Much needed win there for the Roosters. Uh, but three points goes to Kyle Felt, and somehow Felty he always comes up with these type of tries and, and ways to put the ball down, but the one hand to put down in the corner to score against the Panthers in what was a what was a thrilling finish, wasn't it? Um, to that game up there in Townsville. It took uh, Scotty Drinkwater to come up with a big play in the last. It looked like they were going for the field goal. Went through I think went to Chad Townsend, then to Tommy Deard and, and the ball found its way to Drinky and he just blitzed them on the right hand side to score that try. So, felt he's got the three points this week, Kempi. Mate, his ability to – I think he's one of the best finishers in the game. I really do. I really, really do. Yeah. Uh, the amount of times for the Cowboys he's scored a try that's got him back in the match or taken them ahead, it is just – you can't count him. You can't mm-hmm. count him. Um, We've got yeah. some text here, Smithy. Hey. Yep. 
uh, schnitz right into golden, delicious handcrafted schnitzels. Uh, got a taxi left field. Oh, no, sorry. Um, oh, it's gone away now. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Afternoon, Kempy Smithy. As a tragic fan, I wish Hunt all the best if he wants to go. There's a bigger issue at the club than Hunt. Red V... Uh, Red V was a club for everyone. Everyone wanted to play for and be part of the organization. I have three boys, eight, 10, and 11 that play footy. And I don't see any kids at footy training in dragons gear or that actually supporting the dragons. They need to promote the club and engage with the community again. Like when I was a kid. Yeah, there you go. That's, and that's a good point from a, you know, a, a, a dragon's tragic there is, um, you know, the organization, if they seems like they need to do a better job with their, sort of community and grassroots sort of stuff. But, you know, from a point of view where the fan says, look, if Ben Hunt doesn't want to, um, you know, he's, it's best to move on. Have have players there, and it's the point I made earlier, have people and have players that want to be a part of your organisation and, and want to make a difference. If they don't want to be a part of that journey, then they're best, they're best off somewhere else. Yeah, agreed. Now we'll head to a break. After the break, we're going to wrap up the first hour. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Captain's Run. We'll get some text, Smitty. Uh, hello, Beak and Goat. When it comes to origin teams or even club footy, what type of halves pairings do you think works best? Is it simply having an organising half and one that does more running, or will it be better that they shared the load more in certain areas? Smitty. Yeah, no, I think, um, I guess, horses for courses, um, depending on you know, your personnel and whether you know, you've got a fair, fair few experienced players around them or... Maybe some you've got a a, a younger side. Um, I, I like the I like the fact that you can have one organizer and one guy that can just play like a bit like a Cam Munster. He can sort of um, float in and out of the game, and when he sees opportunities, um, he can just call for the ball and get a hold of it. So I'd probably go with that one, Kempi. Mate, uh, we'll get back to more text uh, after the break, but also we have New South Wales Blues advisor. Greg Alexander on the line in the next hour. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. And Spitwater. Spitwater high-pressure cleaners, tools, not toys, tough and ready. Now, we've uh, been lucky enough to get the great Greg Alexander on the line. You there, mate? Kempi. Yes, I am, mate. G'day. Hello, Cameron. Hello, Brandy. How are you, mate? I'm good. Yes, going good. Just just finished lunch. Mate, uh, how's the preparation been? It's obviously going into a decider and, you know, the pressure ramps up. How's it been in camp? Uh, it's been good, Campy. yep. Uh, you know, a couple of changes, a couple of key changes to the side because of injury with Appy and Nathan Cleary out of the side. But it's uh, been pretty exciting to get Reese Robson in camp. He's been around the side a couple of times, but, um, you know, has this, is his, this is his first go. And uh, Cookie, get him back in. And uh, Mitch Moses uh, has worked well with the side. I think Mitch is in a sweet spot in his career. I, I think he's been able to... I, I've sort of been wrapped in his season so far with the Parramatta Eels. And he looks in a good spot to handle a game what's coming up. Because, as you said, there's a lot of pressure. It's a massive game. Um, New South Wales, you know, aren't under any illusion as to how big it is after losing last year's series have to win tonight to keep it alive. Yeah, Brandy, you, you just mentioned um, Mitch Moses and completely deserves his call-up, mate. I, he's been playing, I agree with you, playing fantastic for Parramatta. 
But it is a big game. How have you seen his week? Um, how's he handled the build-up? Um, and yeah, the expectation for him as the number seven to go out and, and you know, sort of steer the ship tonight for the Blues. Well, he's, I, you know, I, I think just watching him play footy this year, Cam, and I'm, you know, if I compare him to the player he was back in '21 when he played uh, mm. in Game Three up here at Suncorp Stadium, it, it's just he's more composed. He's a different person. Actually, you know, he's he's got a family now um and i think i think you know in terms of his age and his experience and his attributes i think he's you know just in a sweet spot in his career as to i don't think he's but you know probably in no better shape throughout his career to play this game and to be um you know ready to go so uh you know you don't actually know how people will handle things but i'm pretty confident you know that mitch will handle the the occasion um I think he's experienced enough, composed enough, and uh, I, th- I think he can handle it. Uh, you know, and he's had a little touch of experience, but with a with a game two years ago. But he's a, I think he's a more um, he's a more mature player, put it that way. And I, I think that that yeah. allows you to handle a sort of situation that he'll face tonight. Now, the fact that he's obviously played in 2021, and, and I mean, a lot of people forget this. He bloody broke his back. And he had two try assists, yeah. you know. So it's not like he didn't have a crack and wasn't origin made. Did that play a big part in him getting the maybe the jump in front of other players? Uh, yes, I, I guess so. I, I think you, you, you know, when you're thinking about picking someone, can't be it's all, all of it. You think of all of it, mm. what you know, everything that comes with that player, um, you know, and and I think we spoke about it last week in terms of you know how much weight do you put on experience, whether they've been there before, the form that they've, they've you know, they've been playing for their club. Uh, there's a whole lot of things. So I, I guess that played a part of it. The fact that he has been part of this side before and, you know, Nathan has been the halfback for for the last five years. Um, and when he was injured in 21, Mitch came in and uh, that's the case again, you know, this year. Now, Brandy, what about another debutant, big Stefano uh, Oid Tukamanu? How's he been this? I'm sure he'd be pretty excited, the, the young man. Yeah, absolutely, Cam. You know, and, and uh, another one, Stefano's been part of camp. For, uh, you know, he was in with us in 21, and um, he's young, but he's been in good form for the Tigers. And, um, you know, he's ready to go. He's he's pretty quiet. He's, a, you know, he's, he's, uh, he doesn't say much, Stefano, but you know that he's, uh, yeah. he's got that steely <laughs> glint in his eye. So, um, yeah, he, he'll be ready, and I'm looking forward to watching him play. I, I think he'll he'll hold his own. Yeah, Stefano's a, a really interesting one. I remember when he was called into camp two years ago, and he went on a, an incredible run of form after the camp, and he got interviewed, and he basically said the things that he learned in that camp from the players of New South Wales and the calibre that were there were just so vital. H- have you seen that kind of development over the last two years? And obviously that played a part in giving him his debut. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I had a good chat with him uh, through uh, Camp One, you know, and I, I think for a lot of young players, it is about the, like it's self belief and believing they belong in this arena. Mm. Um, mm. You know, I think I think physically, you know, they're they're ready to go. Some of the young blokes, but uh, mentally, they you know they sort of come into camp and and I think his previous camps have helped him believe and and you know certainly drumming into him that. You know, we yeah. believe in you. Um, you know, the rest of the team believe in you. So like, there's no reason why, you, you know, you go out there and be confident in what, what you 
in, into an, into the team in the first place and and bring everything that you got in your in your kit bag to the game. Um, but I think it's about self belief, and I think that helps. That certainly helps them uh, when they've when they've had a little taste of it, Kempy. You know, when they've been in camp with the boys, especially Payne, and you know, he said how much he looks up to Payne, and he's been in camp with Payne and Junior. Um, so I think that's helped him uh, enormously, and I, I, you know, I think for that reason he'll he'll, he'll be good tonight. Now, I've got to ask you. I'm just finishing off my uh, pregame match notes. Can you just confirm, <laughs> you know, Kent, mate? Can you can you just confirm what side Ado Carr is playing, in Brian, <laughs> please? Because we've seen him swap and change during this camp, mate. <laughs> mm. Well, it, and and you've seen them because um, we we actually let the media in and let them film it. <laughs> you know, you blokes put the cages up around the fence and they you blokes get out of here because don't worry, we go searching through, we trawl through some media and we go, oh, we haven't seen any. They barely touch the ball. We just see them, just see them do their exercise. We have no. Uh... Oh, look. One will be in number two and one will be in number five. Um, <laughs> I, I can stuff, confirm mate. that. Um, in 21, in, in, in 2021, uh, it was Brian on the left and as it was in game one and Fox on the right. They, 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 they can switch. Uh, but I'll leave that up to Freddie. That's, that's Freddie's domain. Yeah. One hour before yeah, kickoff, boys. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Mate, um, <laughs> you, you mentioned Payne Haas and Stefano obviously looking up to him. You know, I personally yep. thought one of the kind of players that obviously it was a devastating loss to game one. And, and Payne Haas is a guy, when he came in, he debuted. He didn't play poorly at all, but I think he, he may have been a bit young. Whereas when you look at game one and at least the stats, he ran for the most meters of any front rower, didn't miss a tackle, I'm pretty sure, and made the most tackles. He actually had quite yeah. a, a, a real, like a good game. Yeah. Yeah. Look, you know, front rowers don't have to, like, front rowers can have great games without without everyone going, oh, wow, didn't he play well? Mm. Like, you know, like front rowers can be sneaky good, can't they? They can mm. they can do their job, they can dominate, they can, you know, they can be really good without everyone going, well, he was the best player. But Payne, you know, Payne just chews those metres out. Like, any, any, he does it, you know, Payne, I'm sure Payne could play 80 minutes if mm. you wanted to, you know, and, and Brisbane have done that with him. You yeah. know, Brisbane, Payne's an incredible athlete. Um, he just keeps going and... Um, you know he he'll be good but he's he's turned himself into a you know there was a, another young bloke you know that probably you know just didn't didn't this he was this incredible player and he had to make him believe that he belonged in the origin arena mm. um but he does he does now and you know he's he's got the other boys that look up to him now brandy you you played state of origin football at what was called Lang Park it's now Suncorp Stadium can you just describe to all of our listeners what it's like playing at the Cauldron in an Origin? Uh, yeah, there's nothing like it, Cam. Um, you know, um, uh, back in my day, like in the eighties, um, you know, when, and yes, and Queensland were, you know, Alf and um, the King and Gino and Mal, and um, they had an incredible side, sort of in the mid to late eighties, and and playing at Suncorp, you know the Caxton Street Drive and, um, you know, that was always famous. But it, uh, yeah. we, we actually, we had to enter the ground, um, the old Lang Park. You, 
He had to actually walk through a bar to get into the, the dressing room. So can you imagine that? Like, we had to actually say the New South Wales team had to get off the bus and then walk through a bar in the ground. And I'm sure they, like, I'm sure it was just set up like that. There was probably another entrance somewhere, but they, they, they usher us through this bar. Like, the abuse that you get would be uh, just, you know, priceless. <laughs> just, but, it, yeah, there's... Um, the records show how hard it is to win at, at Suncorp Stadium or the old Wank Park, you know. And, and I think both sides, you know, uh, their home grounds are their fortress and, it, and it's always, the, you know, just that much bigger challenge to win away from home. Uh, yeah. You know, these boys, the, the core of this side have done it in the past. So, um, yeah. you know, they've just got to believe they can do it again. Um, and it's a massive challenge. But, boy, our cricketers won last night and that was a massive challenge. Mm. Yeah. Now, mate, uh, again, just another a positive. You know, so, you know, everyone's so passionate about game one. And I understand, you know, when it's your state loses, you, you try to look at the, the negatives. But another positive is, is Stephen Crichton. You know, he, he probably didn't have the best debut, I think, last year. But he's come back. And mm. I thought he was one of your best in game one. And, and he's fought his, now yeah, out, but he's fought his way back into the side. And I think that's a, another positive for New South Wales. Yep. Yep. That's true. I, I thought, you know, that left side of Jerome and, uh, and Stephen Crichton were, were very good. And, and Stephen, um, you know, I, I spoke about Stephen last, you know, coming in the last, uh, last game in Adelaide about just how confident I was with Stephen replacing Luttrell. You know, blow, yes. Not, not good to have Luttrell ruled out in both games. But, you know, he pulled out early last week, only a couple of days into camp. So it's allowed Stephen to, to train with the side. And you're right, Denon, that... that um, Stephen was very good. So, yeah, I think the boys, you know, while disappointed with Troll, you, you move on very quickly and you just you play with what you got. And uh, and Stephen certainly got the confidence of all the, the, the rest of the team. So, Brandy, what will, you know, we're only a few hours away um, from the from the game. All the boys will be probably putting their feet up and having a bit of a rest now before yep. the game. Yep. Yep, I'm, I'm sure the, the Queenslanders are the same, Kim. They just, they've just finished lunch or finishing lunch and, you know, some bikes like to have a, an hour's sleep and some, some don't and some just sort of walk around and, um, you know, and then there'll be a, a sort of late bite to eat just before we leave and I think we're on the bus at 6 o'clock. So not far from it. We're at the Sofitel, so we're pretty close to Lang Park, so it won't take us long to get there and, and that's it, ready to ready to go. Mate, thank you so much for joining us, Greg. Really appreciate it, mate. And uh, we'll uh, see you on the other side. Good on you, boys. Good on you, Brad. Great to talk. Thanks, Kempi. Thanks, Thanks, Mitty. Thanks, mate. There he is, the great Greg Alexander. Absolute legend for giving his his time on game day. Now, after the break, we are going to share our holy schnitz moment. Thanks to schnitz. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse, headed to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Let's preview our game of the round Thanks to Suncorp, building a more resilient Queensland. That's the Suncorp spirit. State of Origin 2 tonight, 8 p.m., live and exclusive on 9. You can watch it anywhere. You don't even need to watch it on TV. If you've got a computer with a browser, you go to www.9now.com. You can watch it anywhere. You can watch it on your phone via the app. But, Smithy, we've got Nathan Cleary, Pangai Jr., Appy Coruscant, Nico Hines, all out. Moses called in at halfback. Reese Robson, Damian Cook will share the hooking role. Crichton again in for Luttrell. How do you see this playing out? Well, mate, this is a big game, isn't it, for both sides and, and for, well, slightly different reasons. Maroon's looking to 
well, shut the Blues out of, of the 2023 Origin Series tonight with a with a win at home um, after that you know, wonderful victory in Game 1. And the Blues, well, they're trying to keep their series alive, alive of course. Some good records um, for Freddie Game 2. I think I think he's he's won every Game 2 that he's been involved in. I think it's it's roughly the stat. Mm. Um, and, you know, but, but none bigger... And this one, I believe, the challenge in front of the Blues, you know, taking on the Maroons after what was, you know, a confidence-building win, I believe, in, in Game 1, and they're playing in front of their home fans. So, um, you know, the, the thing about the, the, the modern player, though, Kempi, is that these these big games and, and these um, big occasions, it, it doesn't seem to phase the modern-day player. Yeah. They don't think too much about, you know, the, the actual occasion, they just go out and play footy. And they have so much confidence in their, in their own ability and, and the style of football that they want to play. They just they just go out and play. And and at the end of the day, the result is the result. Um, they, they, they It doesn't phase them. So from a Blues point of view, um, you know, I, I think Queensland need to be quite wary of, of what's coming tonight. They're, they're, they're going to be facing a, a, a desperate football side that understand, you know, the, the circumstances around the result. And, you know, the, the way they perform tonight um, determines whether they go to Sydney and have an opportunity to, to keep the series alive um, have a, and have a decider on their home ground. So I, I think they'll, they'll, be, they'll be up for this one. They'll be primed and ready to go. We're in a position in game one to win that match um, and they let it slip in the last 10 minutes. So it's, I don't believe it's as doom and gloom as what we've been hearing about the New South Wales side. Um, if I was, you know, a part of their team um, for this game and, and was a part of that, that match in game one, I'd take, I'd take a fair bit of confidence out of what they did, you know, for pretty much 70 minutes of that match. They were, you know, they were, as I said, they were in a manning position. They just, they faltered at the end. A couple of changes, though. Um, Cleary being the big name out for this one with a hamstring injury. injury. Uh, to be uh, Pangai Jr. Out of, the, out of the footy side, Abby Coruscant, broken jaw, of course, and Nico Hines left out of it. The guys coming in, I'll tell you what, very different players to those guys I just mentioned, but they add a different threat a different dimension to this footy side. If you look at, you know, a guy like Mitch Moses plays a very different style to what Nathan Cleary does, right? And, you know, many people regard Nathan Cleary as, you know, the top handful of players in our game. But the one thing that, you know, Moses possesses that Cleary doesn't is um, his out-and-out speed and his ability and the confidence to, you know, use it and actually play outside of, you know, what is their game plan tonight. So if he gets threatened, um, you know, from a Queensland defender, he's happy. He's happy to just to go ad-lib and play what's in front of him, which, you know, can, can make those type of players very dangerous players to play against because they're at times unpredictable. Now, a lot of people can probably say, oh, well, you know, that's, you know, when they're unpredictable, they come up with errors and all that sort of... Well, if it all goes to plan or, or things go right for Mitch Moses tonight, 
he could be a real thorn in the side of the Queensland footy side. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that much. Like, you just seen his... Like, look at his performance last week um, where, he, where he, he just... He just tore the opposition to shreds. He was just toying with them when he had the football, um, set up a few tries and, and played really, really well. Yeah, he's the type of guy that just... He can, he can change the fortunes for New South Wales with a couple of good touches of the... Um, and also you look at guys like Reese Robson, Damian Cook, very different to Abby Coruscant. Abby Coruscant plays, you know, quite crafty. He tries to manipulate, um, you know, the opposition markers and move them around and, and try to build momentum through the middle. Reese Robson and Damian Cook, they are runners. They are runners. And if you look at Damian Cook's game over the last month, he's built so much confidence over his running game any opportunity he sees where Queensland's markers are um, not set, there's one man late back in the line, he's going to go. He's going to run. So what I'm expecting from New South Wales is they've they've named, we're yet to see who will start, but they've named a very big starting pack. So I think what they're going to try and do is build momentum. They want, you know, whether it be Reese Robson or Damian Cook starting the match, they want those guys out and running, threatening the Queensland defensive line. And then, you know, off the back of that, it's, it's Moses, Tedesco, Luai. And I'll be hoping that to convert that, that early pressure into, into points and scoreboard pressure and really apply the blowtorch to the Maroons early. And from a Queensland's perspective, where do you think Queensland need to, to win the battle? Well, I think they just need to build off game one, Kempi. Like, you know, that, that game one performance and the result was all, all off the back of, um, you know, their their effort, um, you know, dive on loose balls and, you know, the big the, the origin plays, you know, the, the, the things you hear, like guys like Gus Gould and Fatty Borden talk about origin plays. Um, they had a few of those moments. Their resilience on their try line where they defended, you know, New South Wales for multiple sets of six. Um where they need to improve is uh, executing their game plan and and particularly you know cam Munster um, Daly cherry Evans really taking control of the game um, when they're in attacking positions and and using using their skill and backing their football when they did that in game one they come away with points so they had very few opportunities down New South Wales and in game one but if you remember in the first half, it was, it was New South Wales dominating field position. Queensland went down there a couple of times and scored two tries and then really didn't threaten until the end where, you know, Cam Munster gets the ball. And as he, as he does a lot of the times in those situations, he just looked up and thought, oh, I'm just going to have a crack here. And he went across three defenders, um, you know, and, and put the hammer away down the sideline. So... That's where Queensland need to be better this time around is, you know, their, their key position players um, like Cherry Evans and, and Munster, um, Reese Walsh. When it's time for the team to play football, they need, they need to take control of the team and, and go and play football. And for yourself, you know, you've obviously played in quite a few deciders at Suncorp. What, what is it like running out a decider, everything on the line, packed house, Suncorp <laughs> Stadium? Oh, it's incredible, mate! Like it's 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 such a, a a unique place, and and you know, 
in a lot of ways, you know, you you feel for people that never get the opportunity. Yeah, you know, there's only a, a certain amount of people that that get the chance to pull on a maroon jersey and play for Queensland and get the opportunity to do that on their home ground at Suncorp Stadium. And you just, you know, you'd love for everyone to experience that feeling that I felt and I know what it's like. Mate, I still remember, and this is going back, it's nearly 20 years to the day that I made my origin debut, right? Game three, 2003, uh, um, series was um, was over at that stage. New South Wales had won the first two games and I was called in. I still, to this day, can... It's like I'm st- I am take myself back there and feel that that wall of noise hit me, hit my body, hit my face when I turned out of our dressing shed and into the tunnel to run into the field. Like, it, it, is, it is a feeling, a noise just lives in your body forever it just remains there and i know you know like it's it's great you hear the 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 audio effects and everything you know through the mics when you're watching on tally and and it's outstanding too to go to the game and and view it in brisbane um but as a player to to have that wave of of noise just hit you the way it does it's one of the more incredible things you'll ever experience that's our game of the round thanks to suncorp make sure you're a Queensland covered. Search Suncorp Insurance for a quote today. That's a Suncorp spirit. After the break, we'll share our rising stars in the NRL, thanks to Bailey Ladders. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse, headed to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Let's preview our game of the round. Thanks to Suncorp, building a more resilient Queensland. That's the Suncorp spirit. State of Origin 2 tonight, 8pm, live and exclusive on 9. You can watch it anywhere you don't even need to watch it on TV. If you've got a computer with a browser, you go to www.9now.com. You can watch it anywhere. You can watch it on your phone via the app. But Smithy, we've got Nathan Cleary, Pangai Jr., Appy Corusau, Nico Hines, all out. Moses called in at halfback. Reese Robson, Damian Cook will share the hooking role. Crichton again in for Luttrell. How do you see this playing out? Well, mate, this is a big game, isn't it, for both sides and, and for, well, slightly different reasons. Maroon's looking to... Well, shut the Blues out of, of the 2023 Origin Series tonight with a with a win at home um, after that you know, wonderful victory in Game 1. And the Blues, well, they're trying to keep their series alive, alive of course. Some good records um, for Freddie Game 2. I think I think he's he's won every Game 2 that he's been involved in. I think it's it's roughly the stat. Mm. Um, and, you know, but, but none bigger... And this one, I believe, the challenge in front of the Blues, you know, taking on the Maroons after what was, you know, a confidence-building win, I believe, in, in Game 1, and they're playing in front of their home fans. So, um, you know, uh, the, the thing about the, the, the modern player, though, Kempi, is that these these big games and, and these um, big occasions, it, it doesn't seem to phase the modern-day player. Yeah. They don't think too much about, you know, the, the actual occasion, they just go out and play footy. And they have so much confidence in their, in their own ability and, and the style of football that they want to play. They just they just go out and play. And and at the end of the day, the result is the result. Um, they, they, they It doesn't phase them. So from a Blues point of view, um, you know, I, I think Queensland need to be quite wary of, of what's coming tonight. They're, they're, they're going to be facing a, a, a desperate football side that understand, you know, the, the circumstances around the result. And, you know, 
the way they perform tonight um, determines whether they go to Sydney and have an opportunity to to keep the series alive, um, have a and have a decider on their home ground. I think they'll they'll be they'll be up for this one. They'll be primed and ready to go. We're in a position in game one to win that match, um, and they let it slip in the last ten minutes. So it's I don't believe it's as doom and gloom as what we've been hearing about the New South Wales side. Um, if I was you know a part of their team um, for this game and and was a part of that that match in game one. I take I take a fair bit of confidence out of what they did, you know, for pretty much seventy minutes of that match. They were, you know, they were, as I said, they were in a manning position. They just they faltered at the end. A couple of changes though. Um, Cleary being the big name out for this one with a hamstring injury. Injury uh, to be a Pangai Junior out of the out of the footy side. Abby Coruscant broken jaw, of course, and Nico Hines left out of it. The guys coming in. I tell you what. Very different players to those guys I just mentioned, but they add a different threat, a different dimension to this footy side. If you look at, you know, a guy like Mitch Moses, plays a very different style to what Nathan Cleary does, right? And you know, many people regard Nathan Cleary as you know the top handful of players in our game. But the one thing that you know Moses possesses that Cleary doesn't is um, his out and out speed. And his ability and the confidence to, you know, use it and actually play outside of, you know, what is their game plan tonight. So if he gets threatened, um, you know, from a Queensland defender, he's happy. He's happy to just to go ad lib and play what's in front of him, which, you know, can can make those type of players very dangerous players to play against because they're at times unpredictable. Now, a lot of people can probably say, oh, well, you know, that's, you know, when they're unpredictable, they come up with errors and all that sort of, well, if it all goes to plan or, or things go right for Mitch Moses tonight, he could be a real thorn in the side of the Queensland footy side. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that much. Like you just seen his, I look at his performance last week um, where, he, where he, he just, he just tore the opposition to shreds. He was just toying with them when he had the football, um, set up a few tries and, and played really, really well. Yeah, he's the type of guy that just he can he can change the fortunes for New South Wales with a couple of good touches of the um and also you look at guys like Reese Robson, Damian Cook, very different to Abby Coruscant. Abby Coruscant plays, you know, quite crafty. He tries to manipulate um, you know the opposition markers and move them around and, and try to build momentum through the middle. Reese Robson and Damian Cook, they are runners. They are runners. And if you look at Damian Cook's game over the last month, he's built so much confidence over his running game. Any opportunity he sees where Queensland's markers are um, not set, there's one man late back in the line, he's going to go. He's going to run. So what I'm expecting from New South Wales is they've they've named, we're yet to see who will start, but they've named a very big starting pack. So I think what they're going to try and do is build momentum. They want, you know, whether it be Reese Robson or Damian Cook starting the match, they want those guys out and running, threatening the Queensland defensive line. And then, you know, off the back of that, it's, it's Moses, Tedesco, Luai, 
and they'll be hoping that to convert that that early pressure into into points and scoreboard pressure and really apply the blowtorch to the Maroons early. And from a Queensland's perspective, where do you think Queensland need to, to win the battle? Well, I think they just need to build off game one, Kempi. Like, you know, that, that game one performance and the result was all, all off the back of, um, you know, their their effort, um, you know, dive on loose balls and, you know, the big, the, the origin plays, you know, the, the, the things you hear, like guys like Gus Gould and Fatty Borden talk about origin plays. Um, they had a few of those moments. Their resilience on their try line where they defended, you know, New South Wales for multiple sets of six. Um, where they need to improve is uh, executing their game plan and and particularly, you know, Cam Munster, um, Daly Cherry Evans, really taking control of the game um, when they're in attacking positions and, and using using their skill and backing their football. When they did that in game one, they come away with points. So they had very few opportunities down New South Wales end in game one. But if you remember in the first half, it was it was New South Wales dominating field position. Queensland went down there a couple of times and scored two tries. And then really didn't threaten until the end where, you know, Cam Munster gets the ball. And as he as he does a lot of the times in those situations, he just looked up and thought, oh, I'm just going to have a crack here. And he went across three defenders um, you know, and, and put the hammer away down the sideline. So that's where Queensland need to be better this time around is, you know, their, their key position players um, like Cherry Evans and, and Munster, um, Reese Walsh, when it's time for the team to play football, they need, they need to take control of the team and, and go and play football. And for yourself, you know, you've obviously played in quite a few deciders at Suncorp. What, what is it like running out a decider, everything on the line, packed house, <laughs> Suncorp Stadium? Oh, it's incredible, mate. Like, it's, 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 it's such a, a, a unique place. And, and, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, you, you feel for people that never get the opportunity. You know, there's only a, a certain amount of people that, that get the chance to pull on a Maroon jersey and play for Queensland and get the opportunity to do that on their home ground at Suncorp Stadium. And you just, you know, you'd love for everyone to experience that feeling that I felt and I know what it's like. Mate, I still remember, and this is going back, it's nearly 20 years to the day that I made my origin to do, right? Game three, 2003, uh, um, series was um, was over at that stage. New South Wales had won the first two games and I was called in. I still, to this day, can... It's like I'm st- I am take myself back there and feel that that wall of noise hit me, hit my body, hit my face when I turned out of our dressing shed and into the tunnel to run into the field. Like, it, it, is, it is a feeling, a noise just lives in your body forever it just remains there and i know you know like it's it's great you hear the 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 audio effects and everything you know through the mics when you're watching on tally and and it's outstanding too to go to the game and and view it in brisbane um but as a player to to have that wave of of noise just hit you the way it does it's one of the more incredible things you'll ever experience that's our game of the round thanks to suncorp make sure you're a queensland covered Search Suncorp Insurance for a quote today. That's a Suncorp spirit. After the break, we'll share our rising stars in the NRL thanks to Bailey Ladders. 
Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Time to see which young players are climbing up the Bailey Ladder works I trusted for over 60 years. Smithy, what do we got? 60 years, Kempi. Uh, first nomination for young gun climbing the ladder um, was Tommy Jenkins from the Panthers against the Cowboys. 22-year-old, he had 100 running metres, one try and one line break. It nearly, it very nearly ended up in a victory for the Panthers if it wasn't for Scotty Drinkwater's heroics in Golden Point. Um, second nomination, Sandon Smith. In his first, it was his first game starting a halfback. The 20-year-old, he had one try assist and one line break. Maybe a little bit of a glimpse into the future of the Roosters there, Kempe. Mm. Um, and another Smith for my third nomination, it was Lindsay Smith from the Panthers. Um, and against the Cowboys, only 23 years of age, ran for 165 metres and made 35 tackles in just three quarters of the match, Kempe. Is there a bit of Smith bias going on here or what? Oh, oh, I think oh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Mate, Looking I, after the fellow Smithies. I have uh, loved Lindsay Smith. Matter of fact, Lindsay Smith at the back-to-back premiers is actually currently – playing more minutes than Leota and Fisher-Harris in the front row for really? the Panthers. Yes, yes. And he's actually, he's actually statistically been probably their best front rower in the last month. So wow. he's, Yeah, he's really snuck up. Like He hasn't got much raps and no one's talking about it, but he's been putting up yeah. some big, big numbers and playing some great footy for the Penrith Panthers, some really good footy. We've got some uh, text here, Smithy. Hey, guys, uh, if Queensland lose tonight, Will that be the greatest choke in Queensland history? Heavy favourites, home ground advantage, injury concerns in blue camps, untried blues combination, plus you guys have the famous Queensland spirit. Surely you guys can't lose. Wow. Um, well, as a blues supporter, have you looked at your side? I'll just, Kempi, I'll name a few, right? Tedesco, Trebojevic, Luai, Bolo, Payne Haas, Isaiah, mate, can, uh, Cam Murray, Liam, please. Yeah. Please. Like, this is a very, very good New South Wales football side. And if they go out and play well tonight and win, well, you know, I don't think there's – I don't think Queensland should be embarrassed about that. If Queensland don't go out and play well, that'll be the most thing for them. Not losing to a high-quality side like New South Wales. Like, how many premiership players, like, are in this New South Wales side? There's, oh, there's thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so like they they've got big game experience, and and some of their players like they're you'd regard them as you know in the top sort of top ten players in our game. Like Payne Haas at the moment, he's currently leading the Dally M, isn't he? Yeah. You know what I mean? So like this 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 Blues team, like please don't don't undersell your football side. Come on. Mate, totally agree. Like, yes, okay, some players are injured, but this is a high-quality footy side. This isn't bringing in guys that are, you know, on the fringe of first grade or, you know, <laughs> only played five yeah. games that year. We're talking about to'o, best winger in the game, Ado Carr being the best winger for the last decade, Trevojevic, you know, literally when he's on, plays some of the best origin footy you'll see. Uh, then yep. you've got Crichton. He's a back-to-back premiership-winning centre. Uh, Moses was the Australian in the, skipper in your team. The Australian skipper like in your James side. Yep. Cam Murray, Liam Munn all played for Australia. Uh, Payne Haas played for us. You know, like it went, You know, he would have been selected for Australia. So it's uh, it's still a very good side. Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, they're up against it. It's a tough, tough uh, road trip. But uh, to yeah. say that it's you know 
like the, one of the biggest wins or whatever in how many years. No, I, I think that, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I think you've got a pretty good side. Uh, we are going to head yeah. to a break. After the break, that was our Bailey Ladders bringing safety and efficiency to worksite for over 60 years. After the break, we'll give you our sure things. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Let's get our tips out of the way. Smithy, we've got the Dragons v. the Warriors. Who you got? Yeah, I've, I've got Warriors, mate. They're on fire at the moment, so I'm going the Warriors against the Dragons. Dolphins v. the Eels. Yeah, no, I spoke about this game a little bit earlier. Um, I'm, I'm thinking the Dolphins. I'm thinking the Dolphins up on the uh, sunny coast. They okay. might get that one. Okay, Panthers v. the Knights. Uh, Panthers, yeah, just a too good of outfit. Um, if they get all their origin players back, they'll be even stronger. So, Penny. Storm v. Uh, Seagulls. Oh, big claim. They dislike each other a lot. Um, Storm, well, they got belted, literally belted yeah. um, against Lee earlier in the year. But they they seem to turn the corner a little bit at the moment. The Storm snuck up in the third position. I'm going Melbourne. Yeah, I'm going the Storm too. Broncos v. the Titans. Ooh, local, local derby, Kempe. Yeah, Titans always get up Bronx, for it. Mate. Okay, Broncos. Yeah, but I'm going to – yeah, Bronx. Rabbitohs, Cowboys. Uh, yeah, Rabbits in this one, mate. Roosters, Raiders. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Roosters. Joey Manu, oh, okay. back in the centres. I think Roosters. Uh, now, let's get on to our sure thing. Uh, our uh, sure hire, uh, sure thing for sure hire, the temporary work experts, surehire.com.au. Who's your sure thing, Smithers? Yeah, I'm going on my boys. I'm going to go Melbourne. Oh, uh, wow. At home against Manly. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully I'm not putting a mocker on my own team oh. here, but I'm going Melbourne. Okay. My sure thing, I'm going to go up the Waz. Up the Waz. The Warriors get the job done. That's my sure thing. <laughs> That is us done and dusted, guys. Origin tonight, live exclusive on Channel 9. Make sure to tune in. Smithy, any last words? Queenslander. Oh, yeah, that's how we should end it, baby. (laughs) See you all next week.